Oh, wait. Am I doing the intro? Is that me? Yes. Okay. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Goblin Beat Goblins Gaming Podcast. No, don't adjust your stereos slash smartphone slash whatever you're listening to this thing on. It's me, Matt. And uh, I am playing Bannerman Hall this week. So um, PJ decided that he was going to forget that he gamed on Tuesdays. I'm not sure how he did that. And um, my daughter decided she was going to get the flu. So I can't go downstairs anyway. So here I am. Um, I'm going to be playing James Bondish. I've been told that's not his real name. I've been told where to locate his real name on his character sheet. I still not have, have not successfully done so, but I don't really care. Um, <laughs> James Bondish. Um, apparently I'm a spy. Uh, not a very good spy since I named myself after the most famous spy in history. So <laughs> there you go. Um, halfling, uh, probably aspiring to be a bard is what I've heard, but not yet. Uh, not yet anything other than a simple halfling from the Shire. So uh, there you go. I am not going to be doing that accent tonight because I will switch randomly back and forth between Irish and Brogue. So anyway, also join us tonight, we have Ben, uh, who I've recently met in person for the first time, and he is very tall, uh, <laughs> very tall, very large, uh, and intimidating. So I, I feel... Uh, feel you just made Ben very happy. I feel, I feel like I shouldn't have been poking the bear all this time, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Ben's here. Hey, Ben, who are you playing? I'm back. I took a little hiatus from games for a while, but here I am again. Uh, but I'm playing Mortimer Quickfoot. Uh, he's a he's gonna be a monk of some sort, but he's a little rabbit person. I think they're called a herringon. You think you'll be a monk? Also, right. Well, yeah, I'm because, nothing yet, and I'm sorry. My because mom's one minute name. they're hair, and the next minute they're gone. That's oh, right. dude, that was. Have you ever caught a brace of conies? There's barely any meat on them anyway. Yeah, we could go down that road, but we're not. I guess we're not going to. All right. Also joining us is uh, John, and, that's, and John's also big and intimidating for anybody who cares. John, who are you playing? Uh, I'm playing Corso Voss, and I'm a young uh, aspiring knight. So I've spent the last five years collecting my retinue and my horse. Um, because as Dom Toretto reminds us, you're nothing without your family. There you go. And uh, Corso looks like a, a quite a charming young fellow. Looks like he might be might be a hit with the ladies. Um. Well, he's gonna he's got some future artwork coming up when he gets a little older that'll show how shell shocked he is. He lost his father over the last five years. It's been tough on him. Oh, that'd be all right, Corso. Uh, let this good luck work for you. Uh, also joining us tonight is uh, bald, tall, and intimidating Brandon. Um, yeah. Who are you playing, Brandon? I am playing Quinton, the absent-minded uh, uh, wizard. Uh, I don't know. Person who wants to be a wizard. <laughs> I don't know. 
at, like I really aiming for it, but not really sure. But his father I died and was a wizard adventurer. Gotcha. Aspiring you're, wizard. You're Aspiring, thank you. Gotcha. Yeah. Very good, very good. Seems like you and uh you and John's character have some history together. So Yeah, something yeah, like that. that. All right, and then also join us tonight as we per usual, running things, trying to keep all these cats in a herd with the most intimidating beard. True. On board is Danny. Hey. It was so yeah, intimidating so my mother couldn't recognize him at first. That's that's true. She did not recognize me. But that's fine. She still gave me a big hug. Oh yeah. Once she figured out who I was. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't I don't have never seen any of those guys as intimidating, although they are like all six five plus. Yeah. They're all big. we're all teddy bears. People. Yeah. I mean I think uh if you I think if you didn't know them. That could definitely be intimidating, you know, if they mm-hmm. just like let you kind of blank faced. I mean, I feel like yeah. they can pull off the bouncer thing. Yeah. yeah, it's nice like when you go somewhere with them and you're and you're the only person that's like if if I'm wearing the right shoes, I'm not basic I might be six feet tall. But all of them are like over six and a half feet tall. So it's like everybody just assumes they're my protection, you know, <laughs> wherever we go. Yeah. No, that's what yeah. we are. If you went out with them we'll all wear we can... suits next time. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. uh, next time we all go out together, you, you three all have to wear dark clothes. It's not necessarily yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get an earpiece, sunglasses, yeah. It could be t-shirts and jeans, but it's it's dark clothes. All that yeah. matters. And, and sunglasses. And the three of you will just uh, go up to the best corner table and tell, tell everybody it's time to leave. Yeah. <laughs> this table's reserved. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll, I'll, and I'll just have to wear sunglasses at all times. There you These won't know I did it. Oops, the cat. Oops, the cat. All right, uh, before we get too off track here, so five years have passed. If you haven't added five years to your character's age, go ahead and do that now. I don't know if I have or not on your sheet. I did. I'm now 20. Okay, my, my character is also 20, so I'm assuming I, that PJ added it. I'm now 90. I have no idea. It's okay. No one knows. We'll just, we'll, fifth, I, you were 15 to start with, John? I was. Zero level. All right, so I'm assuming my guy's also... I'm assuming he's 20. How how is he a 15-year-old spy? You know what? Never mind. It's not my character. He was... I mean, he was level zero. What do you you want? Yeah. So his knighthood is... um, is uh, hereditary, right? Yeah. So it's an inherited title. Matt, if that's what you were what you were thinking. Okay. Gotcha. So it's not that not that he's been knighted, it's that it's a hereditary title granted to his family as they are um sort of bereft of their own home. And uh so kind of a hedge knight sort of thing. Huh? Yeah, so the lo- the local baron basically granted their family some land and stuff until such time that they could go back to the Midlands where they're from and, and reclaim their old lands. Um, Sorry, I'm just reading uh, the little bio here, and it's way too much. That's uh, okay. This, this uh, would be like a 10-minute read on Board Hamster or whatever, Board Pando. So, so, Matt, if you do have the time and feel like it, you can read the handout section. You should be able to see all of that stuff. Yeah. 
about Holbeck Hill, the setting background. Those are really the only ones you need to worry about. So uh, as we are starting, it's about three days until you're supposed to head out with the Holbeck Hill contingent to, to reclaim the town. Uh, but we're kind of going to go around and, and let everybody uh, have a little scene where their character is preparing for the trip. So if there's anybody you, you need to talk to or anything you need to get, um, we can do that. For Mortimer, I have a, I have a uh, a scene set up for you. So I'm trying to come up with one. But for everyone else, if you have one in mind, we can go ahead and do it. Or else I'll start with Mortimer because I've got one right. already. Might be seeking out a healing potion. Yeah, go ahead and start with have... Mortimer. He hasn't got to do anything with his character yet. He's only got one. Right okay. All right, Mortimer. Uh, I think we're going to say, as long as you're good with it, that you've been working with the Druid Circle for the last five years to one degree or another and kind of being a go-between for fey creatures uh, in Aesgarth. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds fine to me. Okay. All right. Um, so we're going to do a scene with you in the in the woods just outside of Aesgarth where you are meeting up with... Siofra, she is the druidess from Holbeck Hill. Um, she, I believe, did we ever say what she, her race was? Um, uh, we'll just say, we'll just say halfling because she kind of looks like a halfling, and we've got other halflings anyway, anyway in the group. So uh, you're sitting there, sitting there waiting around, and a uh, a bird flies over and lands on a branch near you and turns into her, and she says, "Ah, Mortimer." How's it going? Well, hello. Hello, hello. Have you uh, seen any other shadow creatures of late? Uh, not that I recognize as shadow creatures. I don't know what forms they all can take, but yeah, it's been pretty yeah. peace and quiet. That's basically what we've heard, although we still can't, uh, can't technically go into town still. The uh, the Baron has banned all druids because apparently we're in league with you fey folk and uh, didn't share the ways to, you know, not be destroyed by the shadow pox with the humans like we should have. Probably should have done that. Well, if that was, if that was true in any way, we probably would have. But what can you do? Oh, well. So what's up? What do you need? Uh, it looks like the... Uh, the townsfolk from Hobeck Hill are going to leave to head back there in a couple of days. I was wondering if you would try and reconnect with your old friends on the way down, your old friends on the way down and uh, see if you could help them out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you like know where they are currently? Uh, yeah, they're, I mean, they're mostly in the old market market center part of town, but they're, um, they're going to head out of the southern gates. They're going to take the road down, so it should be easy to see them when they leave in three days. Okay, cool. They have yeah, about, head they have about a dozen wagons, about a dozen wagons, and you'll recognize the vast banner flag and and all that kind of thing as they head down. There are some uh, light bringers going with them, so so be careful. They are not fond of fey folk. Well, you know, I can probably convince them that I'm not. I don't know how you would do that. You're a rabbit man. Well, I mean, but 
<laughs> they can't be that smart about it, right? <laughs> uh, you could give it a try. <laughs> what are you going to do? Just like not eat carrots in front of people and be like, nothing to see here? <laughs> but yeah, but. What are yours? Hat and a trench coat. <laughs> yeah, I'll wear a hat. <laughs> like, like all the Peter Rabbit movies. It's like, no, I'm not one of those rabbit creatures. I'm something else. Hat and a trench coat. Good to go. I'm a man who was cursed to look this Make way. sure to cut out a hole for your cottontail. Right. All right. All right. Anything else uh, you want Mortimer to do or, or get information about? No, not really. Not anything I can think of. <clears throat> All right. Uh, who would like to go next then? Let's see. So, Jesse, you just got here. We're just doing. It's a few days until uh, the townsfolk travel back south to Holbeck Hill. So uh, everybody's just kind of getting a chance to get any information they want to get or look for any items that you might need, that kind of thing, before yeah. uh, before you start. Um, I'm just trying to remember kind of how we left off. Sorry, obviously I missed the intro for being a few minutes late. Um. You told us how much gold we had. We took the ASI, kind of talked about what we've been doing the last few years, right? Yep. But that was it. That was the last session. There hasn't yep. been anything. Okay. All right. So I yep. haven't missed anything. Um, right. Obviously need to get a little bit of gear. None of it's fancy, you know, just like studded leather and rapier, you know, which I probably would have just accumulated that over the years while pirating. Um, yeah. Um so you can be you can be looking for maybe like some replacement pieces for your leather armor or something in, in town. Um let's do that. Let's have you uh uh you, you go you go up to a stall in the market area, which is where most of the whole but kill folk that you know are living anyway. <clears throat> and there's a uh an old older human guy who's sitting there and he, he kinda eyeballs you for a second and says, Oh halfling, uh, how can I help you? Uh, yes, well met. So I'm back from my travels. Not sure mm. if you've heard of Lando before. Seem to be pretty uh, famous around these parts. Either, n- never mind. <laughs> uh, trying to get some uh, repairs done. Maybe some new studded leather armor. I have some money and such, but, you know, I figure these types of things happen or just come free to celebrities, but we can talk about that after. <laughs> he gives a... Because you kind of a strange look. He says, uh, "Well, it's best you came, you came to me. Uh, um, yeah, I'm I'm willing to repair your your armor. Seeing as you're a halfling and your speech sounds like you're from from this area." <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. I, I I am. I I made the travels or the journey here uh, when all the bad stuff happened a few years back. I've just been out on the seas. Yeah, you sound like a cider slinger. Cider sipper, uh, but yes, we were slinging some cider. Hmm. Well, uh, <sighs> yeah, I can. He looks at your at your uh, armor and says, "Yeah, I can. If you can leave this with me for a couple of hours, I can. I can fix this for two silver, I suppose." Oh, perfect. Are you gonna? Are you heading back to Holbeck Hill with the rest of them? That's the plan. I have some uh, non-family members I'm hoping to meet back up with. Um, hmm. 
uh, hopefully he's he's doing the same. Uh, but yes, gonna make the the trip back. Yeah, most of you, most of you half folk still still around anyway. I guess uh, not like us dirty humans. We all almost died. Stupid shadow pox. Oh, it, it it took it took the fair share of us too. In my travels, I saw it afflict almost everyone. So mm. it wasn't just the humans, but uh, it seemed to hit the tall people a little bit more. You know, I am fairly tall, but. You know, people taller than me, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't common, but there are people taller than me. It seemed to happen to them more. Well, have you okay. seen who was the halfling tavern owner? Uh, that was Melia. All right. Is she in town? Like, is that somebody we're meeting up with, too, or no? Uh, yeah, she's still she's still alive, I believe. Okay. Yeah, she's still alive. All right, I guess I ask him about her and her whereabouts, uh, and stuff too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she still runs a little. Tavern for the Holbeck folk. Okay. Um, for, for the for the record, she died from contaminated okay. cider. Did she really? Yeah, that, that was in my notes. <laughs> she, contaminated cider is that what we said? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, her her sister also named Melia is. No, I'm just kidding. Twin sister Melia. Melia. Her name. Yeah. Her name is Nelia. Nelia, yeah, yeah. Her, her cousin, her cousin Nelia, took over for her. You know, you know how those halfling. I mean, you know, you know, you halfling folks. You know, you you got big families. Nah, yeah. It's a uh, shame. Yeah, it, it is a shame. I, I wish I, I had a small, well, that. I actually do have a smaller family now. My my brother and wife both both died to the pox, which was actually good for me because apparently they were they were cheating on me you know he was she was cheating on me with him mm. wow i found out the day the day after they died which really took the sting out of it to be honest mm. yeah wow uh any other wares i can get from this guy like um obviously i'm not stocked up on anything uh just getting the armor repaired <laughs> a, a rapier uh, uh i already had a dagger yeah he has he has uh a lot of regular irregular kind of items but nothing like if you wanted clothing of any kind, he doesn't have anything size for halfling, only like human sized stuff. Got it. Um, he looks like he, uh, you know, he's just got a wagon that's semi permanently in place here in town where he buys and sells stuff. Okay. No healing potions or anything like that. No. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, uh, I guess it's just the armor repair and. All right. Uh, all right, who would like to go next? Who's left? We got uh, Corso can. Um, right. Yeah, so so Corso's meeting up with Nodgar and Estovian. Um, he gives Estovian a, a laundry list of things that they're going to need for their journey, and expects him to get it all. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, then he spends time with Nodgar, uh, talking about the new horse Bartlett that he purchased, and making sure that that Bartlett is trained and, and ready to uh, to go on a trip like this. All right. Um, so where where are you at? Where are you? Were you in a, a house and a tent and a? Well, I'm, you you'd said the local baron had provided a place for us to to set up. So I'm assuming that there was a, a house on the outside of town or whatever that, that we had kind of taken over. All right. Yeah. So you're not, you're not, um, 
front room of the small house and there's a knock at the door while you're you're talking with him or uh, motions to Stovian like get that all right uh Stovian opens the door says ah sir Gualter, uh, always good to see you and he uh, looks back at you to you know to see what your motion right. is to whether or not you're home yeah as soon as i hear uh Gualter's name uh i stand up straighten my my clothes a little bit stand up a little straighter and uh and i i don't wait for him to be let in i walk forward and i say oh sir good walter you you uh you do us an honor by coming to visit ah young corso he uh holds out his hand shake your grasp yours yeah uh, it says uh i understand you're only a few days out from leaving uh, that's correct. We were just uh, going over our uh, final plans. Going to need to make sure we take supplies. And uh, I was talking to my groomsman here who just purchased a new horse for the trip. Ah, well, I have uh, what I hope you'll find is good news. Uh, the Baron has uh, told Sir Roger uh, that he may take myself and uh, a group of Lightbringers south to help you reclaim the town. Oh, excellent. Uh, we're guaranteed to succeed now. The light willing, we shall do so. I was just coming by to let you know that, so you could uh, you can ride with us some of the time if you want to. I understand you probably want to ride with your family and your and your your people. I think my mother's going to stay here until uh, until everything's safe back in Holbeck Hill. Mm. Uh, but I'll be uh, I'll be coming with some of my companions. All right. Um, so I don't know if you know or not, but uh, there's been a, uh, I wouldn't say a large number, but a good number of, of refugees from other towns that have kind of gathered around Asgarth over the last few years. Um, so Rojit is going to allow uh, a couple of score of them to uh, to come south with us to help reestablish the town. Um, um, I'm, I'm, I know it's a tough subject or a sore subject, perhaps, but the original population, you know, uh, many of them have passed away. So uh, in order to help reestablish the town, it'll probably take some fresh blood. That's true. Well, we'll soon see Holbeck Hill uh, back at its former glory. I'm certain of it. Excellent. All right. Uh, well, we will meet you at the gates in, uh, in three days. It'll be uh, myself, Sir Rojit, of course. Uh, I believe we'll have a full contingent of 20 knights in training. And uh, camp followers, etc. But uh, forty, maybe sixty uh, new citizens for Holbeck Hill coming to coming to help. Well, that sounds great. Excellent, excellent. I knew you'd be on board. Pat's you on the shoulder, and uh, who knows? Before the month is out, we'll uh, have you back in your home. I look forward to it, sir. All right, here turns and nods to your footman and such and, and walks back out. All right. Uh, I turn to the others and uh, and say, you know, we don't have any time to waste. I'm going to, that my, my knighthood's not going to be uh, uh, hereditary much longer. I'm going to prove my worth when we take the city back. So make sure we have everything we need. Hmm. They start uh, packing extra underwear and all kinds of good stuff like that. <laughs> right. 
your uh, so your grandfather you know he's still kicking somehow yeah uh he has he has informed you that he's coming with you he's gonna help retake the town <laughs> uh, although uh, he's, gonna need, he's gonna need to ride in, ride in a wagon he can't ride a horse anymore he says uh, I try to convince him to stay and, and take care of mother while I'm gone and I'll send for you when when it's safe now he tells you he tells you what's important stuff so utmost importance that he's there when you when you retake the the hall the well the house all right in that case I guess I'm gonna have to go talk to to my mother and convince her that she's gonna have to come along because her dad is being stubborn he prefers obstinate that's the word he likes um sure <laughs> all right. The more right. tall folk I can hide behind, the better. All right, uh, James and Quentin, who wants to go next? I can go. I was going to try to make contact with Siofra. Siofra? Siofra? Siofra, yeah. All about right. A, uh, about a healing potion. All right, we'll say James meets with her uh, every other evening. She flies in as a as a raven. Into a, a little tower in, in the crappier part of town where he meets her. So give, uh, you said give the secret druid sign. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're sitting there uh, doing whatever it is halflings do while they're waiting, eating, I guess. Oh, yeah. Eating a snack. And a uh, little raven flutters in, uh, lands on the, on the, on the, on a railing. Looks around, sees you, then hops down and turns into Siofra, who's also halfling size. And she says, Ah, James, with air quotes. Jim to a friend. Um, have you got any news from the town? Yes, uh, we're about to head off towards Holbeck Hill. I've heard that they're allowing extra townsfolk to accompany yeah. us, up to 60 or so, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order to help retake the town, so not not originals of Holbeck outsiders. It's interesting. I I heard that from a, another source that they denied the right to go to Holbeck Hill to a group of dwarves just yesterday. Hmm. Yeah, you know, dwarves used to live there. Sounds like they're trying to replace dwarves with tall folk. Hmm. They haven't they haven't denied any halflings though. No, not that I'm no, not that I'm aware of. You're still getting to go, right? Yes. The night that I've been with apparently is a senile old granddad wants to be carted there in a horse-driven cart. Not sure what that's about, but oh well, he he is a hereditary knight himself. Maybe he thinks he can help. He said that it was utmost importance that he be there. I wonder if there's something he knows that we don't. Probably. He's been alive a long time. Should I keep a close eye on him, you think? Yeah, yeah, just for his own sake, if nothing else, actually. Probably a good idea. I'll stay close to the side, then. Um, just wondering if uh, <clears throat> there's a way that I could procure any potions that may aid me if I'm injured in battle. Um, well, it's hard to make healing potions these days. I could, I could provide you with a sack of berries. Oh, good berries. That would be wonderful. Yeah, they're pretty good. 
I'll just check and see how long how long do good berries last? Anybody know off the top of their head? I think they last for twenty four hours. Sounds right. They can be special good berries that she ate and pooped out again as a raven, which makes them last a week. Maybe she dehydrated. <laughs> you just have to eat. You just have to eat. You know, raven raven pooped good berries. Maybe. Yeah, it says. Uh... If they've not been consumed within 24 hours, uh, they lose their potency. She tells you she will, instead of that, uh, she will go out into the woods and find you a holly wand. I'll show that to you guys in case you forget. A holly wand will bas- can basically generate good berries. Um, nice. It has three charges. That's it of my inventory. So she, yeah, she basically brings that to you the next day. She brings you a, a fresh holly wand. She's gonna like flies in as a bird, holding it, holding it in her beak, and just like drops it into my hand. Flies mm-hmm. away. Flies away. Yep. <laughs> That's what I envision. You can't actually. Can, it's not actually looking. Uh, it's not actually pulling it up when I look for it under items. Should be. They're linked on the PC tab. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to drag it into my character sheet. Let's see. Anyway, okay, that's cool. I'll get it. You can't, yeah, it's it's a thing I made up, so you're not going to find it, like, if you search for it in the... Uh, okay, well, that, that makes sense, then. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. It seemed like a useful little, little item to have for for, for zero level adventurers. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Twenty four good berries. I mean, they'd be good for level one characters as a bonus action. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's, true. that's legit. I would strap myself down with those. <laughs> carrying that my seems like a good level. item for really any level. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's only only three charges. It never recharges. Yeah. You know. Still free good berry spell. Or yeah, is that a jet? Goodberry's yeah. level one spell, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 At the minimum, it's six goodberries. All right. And so then we're to Quentin. Quentin has had quite the rough last five years, I would think, trying to both learn magic and not be killed for learning magic. Yeah. Trying to keep it under uh, under wraps, I guess. On the DL. Yeah. It's also hard to do when you're when you're fairly forgetful. Yeah, he's working on it though. Okay. Um, so I'll go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say. So where do we find Quentin? Uh, Quentin has basically Where's... been on the uh, search for any type of uh, lore uh, concerning the uh, death and uh, situation uh, regarding his father or. Um, anything involving like um, books with incantations, spells in them um, that hasn't been purged yet. Yeah, so you early in the early days, you have a good bit of luck finding that kind of thing, but uh, <coughs> after about six months after your arrival, it pretty much just dries up. Yeah. Um, 
you do find some records you're able to send away for them and they eventually returned uh, actually probably maybe six months ago because for the first three years it was hard to get you know, send away for anything um, some descriptions of some of the adventures your uh, your father and, and his friends went on um, mm-hmm. um, uh, mostly uh, centered, around, centered around himself and the other three uh, uh, their exploits in the shadow, you know, in the shadow areas, uh, saving people, bringing back treasures, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And they seem to mostly have their adventures in the northern parts of the Midlands. That's what you get out of out of those scattered reports. Okay. But uh, <clears throat> go ahead. No, I mean I was just listening. Go ahead. Okay. So. As you're sitting there, kind of packing all that stuff away, uh, so you can look back over it later if you want to, mm-hmm. your mother uh, walks into the may the kitchen slash living room area of the small small little hut you guys live in mm-hmm. here. And what was her name again? Let's see. Uh... Arlenil, is that right? I think so. All right, yeah, it's on your bio. Yeah, Yeah, there it is. All right, your mother, Arlenil, comes in and says, Quentin. What? Yes, mother. Have you spoken to uh, Corso about us going with them to Holbeck? Um, Yeah, I've been meaning to. Um, uh, Just been so much. They know we're going. We're on the list. We're on the list of uh, people going back, right? Um, yes, I believe so. Um, yeah, I need to check on that because uh, there was a a thing that I wasn't sure about that I need to look into, and uh, that's uh, yeah. Um, well, I just went to register, and they said that uh, we weren't on the list, and they would not put me on the list. I told them that we own a own a house in Holbeck Hill, and we've lived there for decades. Oh wow, that's uh, that's that's really surprising. I need to, uh, yeah, I need to go ahead and look into that. Um, as he's trying to like close books and put away things, uh, as um, I don't know, as casually as possible. You, did, you didn't forget to make sure Corso got us on the list. Did oh you? no, I, I would never do that. Um, no. Um, I'm absolutely sure I did not forget that. Um, I just need to uh, right. double check on it because, you know, I'm sure there was some type of mistake made. Uh, someone wasn't informed correctly. You know how it is. Everyone's mm-hmm. in such a rush. Okay. Okay. I'm going to finish packing my stuff. You make sure you talk to Core today, please. Okay. Um, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, um, so I, I assume you run straight to Corso at that much. point. All right. So um, at that point, I guess we can kind of, we don't have to role play the whole thing, but Corey, you're able to get them put on the list. Um, it's basically a list of who's able to use each of the wagons that you guys have purchased, you know? Yeah, and and there were some a couple of Lightbringer neophytes that you didn't recognize out there that were just turning people away because 
they told you when you when you questioned them about it that they thought you had already signed everyone up and didn't realize there was still space. So yeah. All right. Well, we get it straightened up, straightened out, and uh, I turned to Quentin and I'm like, uh, "Next time, don't wait till the last minute, friend." I mean, I'm sure I didn't. Um, I think we talked about it, but um, you know, it was in passing, and uh, you know, I've I've got all my studying and stuff I'm having to do, and um, you know, sometimes calls get dropped and all. Well, you know, um, I I know you love your books, but if you take your nose out of them every now and then, there's a lot of things to discover in the wider world. Oh, but you have no idea what I've, I've I mean, I mean. The stuff I've read that was really cool, the stories and stuff, uh, looking over both shoulders. And, right. Uh, kind of like, wink, uh, wink, like, just... uh, there's, so, you know, there's some cool things, you know, wink, wink. Um, Corso doesn't want to give him a chance to strike off into another one of his three-hour tangents on something that Cor doesn't understand at all. So he quickly changes the subject. Did I tell you about my new horse? <laughs> All right. You got another horse? All right. Well, the next the next couple of days go by just fine. Um, Jesse, you're able to get your repaired armor. Um, Mortimer, you are able to see the wagons beginning to head out in the morning of that day. Does anyone have any anything else they wanted to do or questions or anything when they want to try to find out in town? before we head, head out. Um, Just if anybody has been to Holbeck Hill recently, does it seem like uh, it's going to be fairly safe? Have we heard anything about that? Uh, the only reports you have are that it is abandoned. It just seems abandoned. Derelict, the buildings are derelict, that kind of thing. Okay. All right. All right, so the day that you head out is the 3rd of Goa. Um, if you guys look at the calendar, if you're interested in that sort of thing. Goa is the month where spring starts, so it is spring. Uh, if you're interested, I uh, stole all of these months directly from uh, names. Uh, I can't remember. Names of something that I got off of Norse mythology. I can't remember. Anyway, they're, they're they're Norse names. Anyway, in any case, they sound important. Yeah, uh, I can't. I, it's been just long enough that I can't remember exactly where I got all the names from. Maybe they were actually Norse months, to be honest with you. I thought it was the days. Uh, uh, so the days, if you look up at the top, uh, are mostly the original days of the week that we have, um, with with the one exception being Satyr's Day instead of Saturday, is, is uh, for Satyrs. So yeah, so the third day of the month is uh, Moon Day this month and most months, mm. if that matters to you. Good old Moon Day. Uh, all the best day of the all week. All the months or month. Right. <laughs> all all the months have twenty eight days, so they're they're fairly even. Although New Year's Day is uh, outside of a month, so it keeps them all nice and lined up. It's easier easier for the uh, calendar makers. All right. After that uh, 
great is this one of the years with Midsummer's Day. Uh, this is not next year. We'll have a Midsummer's Day. Okay. Gosh. Um. Yeah. All right. Everybody ready to go? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. So the the morning that you're supposed to all leave, everyone is basically there's a lot of bustle at the edge of town there. Um, the Baron doesn't come, but like some representative of the Barons comes and like wishes you all good luck and says he knows Holbeck Hill will be a, a strong village again. And he reads some flowery words that the Baron wrote, apparently. Talk about, uh, you know, being good neighbors and uh, a strong nation once again, that kind of thing. And says, you know, by the grace of the light, because the light bringers have become kind of a big deal over the last five years, that uh, you know, your your ventures will be fruitful, etc. That kind of thing. Now I was gonna say, hey, hey Corsa, what's uh, I heard your grandpa's coming along. What's his name again? Uh, his name is um, Arden. I just call him Pain in the Butt, <laughs> and then I laugh. <laughs> yeah, which card is he in again? Uh, that one over there. I point at one of the carts, and there's an ah. old man in it, and uh, and my mother. You know how interested I am in old stories. I say as I trot over to strike up conversation. Yeah. Arden has decided that Arden has decided that he is going to be the one to drive the wagon all the way back to Holbeck Hill. Because oh. he he's more experienced than anyone else here at doing that sort of thing, although he probably hasn't driven a wagon in forty years. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I I just kinda of walk up to him I walk up to the scene and say, Hey, room for half more? Uh yeah, there's always room for a half pint. There you go. Pull out, pull out the old pipe, start tamping down the weed. All right, so yeah, he he strikes up conversation with you. So now, back when I used to do this, we and you immediately uh, get just like smothered in uh, tales of what the way he used to do everything, Excellent. and it was and it was much better than the way it's done now. Of course, yeah. Um, so it's going to be, I think it was a, going to be a three day journey in the wagons cause they can't go too fast. So there are, you would say all in all about 30 nights or night type folk coming with you. 30. Wow. Yeah. We're about uh, to hit something really big. <laughs> including, uh, Rojit, who is a very big deal now. He's a uh, Lord Captain in the the Lightbringers, and uh, Gowalter, who is uh, just a Captain now. So for both of them to be going, that is kind of a big deal, uh, from what you understand. Although, with most of the shadow creatures and stuff dead at this point, the Lightbringers can kind of spare the soldiers a little bit better. Uh, Gowalter um, kind of come comes by and talks to you a couple of times Corso during the day and just see how you're doing, that kind of thing. The extra, it turns out to be about 75 people 
uh, are all humans, uh, with the rare exception of a halfling here and there. They all appear to have been um, citizens that came from the north, people that came from further north. And uh, they all seem fairly excited. You do see uh, one family of dwarves, and that's uh, the Ashgrip family. You guys, I don't know if you guys remember them or not. The Kuvan Ashgrip was the, the smith in town. Yeah, it was the blacksmith. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, from your your understanding, Cor, was that they weren't going to come to begin with. They decided not to, and then at the last second, uh, Kuvan came up to you and like said, "You know, we're, we are coming. I don't know what 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 the issue is." And you said, "And you made room for them, basically." Okay. Um, yeah. So the first day goes goes pretty smoothly. Um, there's actually a couple of farms as you head south on the road that have people like working the farms again and stuff, which didn't happen even a year ago. Um, the there's going to be three. Let's see, it's going to be three days of marching, so you'll get there on the third day. Yeah. So you're basically going to spend two nights. Uh, out in the open, as it were. The second night, um, as the group of you were kind of sitting around the campfire talking about old times and excited about getting back to town and and seeing what kind of shape it's in, trying to decide if you're going to be able to find any really good aged cider that got left behind that's going to be like the best crap anybody's ever tasted, that sort of thing. Let's see. Uh, yeah, so what What all else will you all be talking about? You're all kind of sitting around together. It's the first time your little group of friends has, has really been together on a regular basis in five years. Over the last five years, you've all kind of drifted apart and been doing your own things, especially uh, during the about halfway through that second day, Mortimer just shows up. None of you have seen him in over five years. And he just kind of like, <clears throat> uh, one minute he's not there, and one minute he's just kind of like hopping along beside Quentin and talking to him. He's actually been there the entire time, but just no one really caught on to it. Right. Well, I was thinking, yeah, Quentin may think that he's like, Oh man, was he here the whole time? And I've just been not talking to him. And so Quentin's just trying to Harvey kind of Harvey, the rabbit kind of (laughs) situation running into here. Yeah. Uh, Well, except you can all see him. So, so maybe you're all just crazy. (laughs) Ben's character is just hallucination. (laughs) <laughs> so, as you're all sitting around the campfire here, uh, what are y'all talking about? Uh, I'm teasing Lando about uh, how he's uh, walking sideways since he's not on a ship deck anymore. Quentin's talking about <laughs> you get your that uh, saved the town. A stag? I, yeah, the, the, the disease stag, the shadow stag. He's the one who killed him. Oh, that's right. He saved the entire town. Hmm. Maybe the maybe the country. Yeah, you know. If you really think about it. Who's Uh, it? So I guess uh, we also try to catch up with Mortimer. Uh, Glad glad you survived, buddy. Hadn't seen you in a long time. Thought maybe the shadows got you. No, I was just, you know, up there, punching trees. Quinn's like, he's been here the whole time, what are you talking about? 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Working on uh, some hand-to-hand combat stuff, you know. Right. And paw-to-hand combat? <laughs> right. More like paw-to-face, because that's all I'm punching. Well, well show us. Give us give us a demonstration. I figured uh, out if you're actually a big rabbit or if you're just a kangaroo pretending to be a big rabbit. Oh, dang. <laughs> Plot twist. You're about to catch paws. <laughs> Someone called the burn <laughs> unit. No, I, I don't have a big old tail like they do. Mortimer starts punching him, but it just feels like a feather duster's hitting you in the face. You know, kind of <laughs> so fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> So fluffy, I want to die. <laughs> That's right. Fluffy. I don't know. I'm super impressed with myself. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Yeah, really. It really that's, is. What well, would be great is if your character actually says that out loud. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I am super impressed with myself. All right. Um, let's see. Mortimer, James, and Quentin, I'll give me uh, perception checks as you're sitting there chatting it up. Have advantage in that. Not advantage. So thing. James. Mm-hmm. Yo. What you been up to? Oh, learning old stories. I found an interest in history since we've last met. That's boring. What else you been doing? Up, been going around <laughs> chatting up the old timers. You know, learning as much as I can to. Prepare for this move yeah, back into the Okay, you can stop talking now. <laughs> he asked. The old timers. All right. I I needed a good good night story. <laughs> All right. Um, four score and seven years ago, there was an <laughs> evil elven dude who decided he really liked shadows. <laughs> All right, James, you hear. You hear uh, a rustle uh, coming from the uh, the wagon over here, Cor's wagon. Uh, not the one his, his family sleeps in either. This is not the one that has their junk in it. Don't come and knock him when the wagon's rocking. Keeps his junk in a separate right. wagon. Can you ping that, that again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's directly, directly opposite. You're right behind Cor. Can you see that? No, I can't see your ping. Oh, wait. Maybe, maybe I'm all off the wrong. Are you trying to look at his ping? There you go. Yeah. It's important. Is that showing up? I just kind of look at, I just kind of look at uh, Core and kind of catch, try to catch his eyes and be like, motion towards the car behind him. Um, Quentin, at the same time, you see something moving or hear something moving back here. This is actually your wagon with all your books and junk in it. Oh shit! <laughs> Quentin's like, oh guys. Um, um, over there, like there's something going on behind that wagon. Also behind Core's wagon, behind him. All right, Core Core stands up and and says, "I'll check it out." Oh, jeez. All right, you gonna walk over there? Yeah, I'm gonna follow him. All right, all right. I step out here and look on the far side of the wagons. All right, you step out, and uh, sure enough, uh, there's a uh, on either side of you is a, uh, a feather kind of cl- a fellow kind of cloaked 
you know, and hooded, digging in, in the sides of the wagons. They've like cut holes and they're like digging through the goods. And they both jump when they see you and roll initiative. Dang it. Dun, dun, dun. I yell out, thieves! How many of those 20 knights are over here? <laughs> uh, none of Camps them. You guys are... Yeah, they, they've got their little camp set up with their horses and their, their polished belt buckles. A likely story. A few hundred yards away. I mean, they're within shouting different distance, but they're not uh, sitting with you. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Make sure I've got my tokens selected. That's importante. Ciao. All right, has everybody rolled the initiatives? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Lando, Cal Lando, you get to go first. <laughs> you hear Core, uh, you're like, thieves. Hmm. wonder if I could uh, sneak up on this guy right here. And this, this side. You can definitely go around there. You trying to sneak, sneak? Yeah, and that's what? Five, ten, fifteen feet? Mm-hmm. Can I use my 25 movement to get there sneaking or no? Uh, yeah, you can just do like a stealth roll. 17, all right. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, see you. He's focused on core as you come up. Okay. I guess I'll... Uh... Guess I'll attack him with my freshly repaired rapier. All right. Well, with a twenty-two for to the face. Wow. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, you, you jab right into him. With it. he he gasps and there's like blood pouring out of his abdomen. Whoa! Doesn't normally work that good. <laughs> <laughs> Mortimer. Hey, James. James, I stabbed this guy. Whoa. (laughs) Why is James suddenly so far back? What do you mean? I'm right here. He's right behind me. No, I see him right here. That's weird. No, No. I see him right behind me on the map. I've got him right there, too. I see him behind Core. I'll try refreshing my roll 20 here. All right, I fixed it. That's weird. All right, um, Mortimer, yeah. Well, old Morty has got short bow, so he's going to come over right here and shoot that guy with it. Attempt to shoot that guy with it. This guy closest to him. He's very confident in his ability. Yeah, the one that's like right there. That's what he mentioned earlier. A twenty. <clears throat> Look at these rolls you guys have. Shot him in the face. Right. right. Yeah, your your arrow hits him. He he gasps as well in pain. So we're gonna do really well in this first encounter. Roll a bunch of crits, and then the next whatever one encounter we be, have yeah. next, it's all gonna be like ones. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a total. 
the elimination. All right. Um, from the shadows, a uh, fellow steps forward. I don't know if any of you can even see him or not. No, non-magical shadows, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just dark darkness outside. Darkness. From the darkness. Let's be clear here. What was that, Jesse? Kill the darkness. <laughs> it's the darkness. <laughs> All right. I think I think a couple of you can see him. Yeah, I can see him. Uh, yeah, I can see him. All right. Anyway, he he uh, runs in and uh, his his hood falls down. You can see that he is a dwarf. It looks like he fires a crossbow at Mortimer. Uh oh. Uh oh. Don't you shoot our kangaroo? A fifteen to hit. Uh, that does. I don't have anything but this short bow. The only for thing four. I have <laughs> for four damage, and now I have one hit point. You know, giant rabbits have genitalia too. You could cover those up. And he uh, is anybody speak dwarven? Yeah. Fur really hides them, though. It's a lot. Uh, I do. I do. I do not. Uh, nope. Um, all right. Well, he he uh, yells at this guy closest to him. And, well, not yells, but he kind of <laughs> whisper yells. Corey, you hear it? Come on, we just needed supplies. We don't, we don't want to kill anybody. And uh, uh, moves back into the darkness. And let's see. Then, uh, why do I feel like I'm in the the scene from? Uh, What's the Sylvester Stallone movie in the future when the demolition man people that live in this? Yes, demolition they're still man. on the the food from Taco yeah. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> it all looks incredibly fancy. Uh, <laughs> man, I barely remember that movie. That right, movie's this guy, awesome. Good movie. This guy right here is going to take the disengage action, and he's got uh, just like a couple like packs of beef jerky or something that. Uh, that Quentin had in there with his books. He he heads back uh, into the darkness, the aforementioned darkness. Mm-hmm. All right, core. All right. Um, since he and the other have both run out of my sight, uh, there's only the one guy here. But I heard him saying that they were just taking supplies, so I'm assuming they're hungry or whatever. And uh, and I say. Uh, uh, drop it, drop it there, uh, or or uh, I'm going to uh, attack. You're going to use non-lethal force. Uh, yeah, if he if he doesn't uh, immediately drop what he's got and and give up, then yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing non-lethal. All right, so you're gonna basically hold your action on there. If he if he doesn't yeah. apply, you'll you'll swing. Yep. All right. All right, James. All right, I uh, whip out my rapier and go to back up my friend here. Oh, put that thing away. Wants gonna to hold, that. hold my attack as well. All right. Well, he is next. Uh, did you want to make any kind of intimidate check or anything with that? John, you can if you want. Um. Yeah. Can I give him a bonus, I guess, or an assist for being coming over there? Uh, 
now. Oh, he did it before you were over there, but we'll just go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so so I'll just roll my intimidate check. Maybe you should have let me do that. A nineteen oh, well, or not. Or not. Wow, you're right. wow, you're into, you're just as charming as I am. Uh uh, all right, he uh, he throws down the the like uh, food he has and said says uh, to hell with you humans and your halfling lackeys and tries to run away. Okay. Well, as he does, I try to to hit him with my war hammer. Come on, you said you would let him go. Did you? No. I, oh. Uh, I right. said if he tried to run away, I'd I'd hit him, but it'll be non lethal in case I actually connect. Changed right. his mind because he's racist. I, mean, I guess I can also take an attack of opportunity. All right. So, do you want me to roll that, Danny? Yeah. Yeah. A twenty-one for four bludgeoning. Yeah, you knock him. You knock him down unconscious. He's uh, he drops like a dwarven sack of dwarven potatoes for dwarves. Right, I'll use my turn to bind him. You didn't. Nah, you can't. You didn't hold your action for binding. You hold it for what? stabbing. Yeah, holding actions. Yeah, holding actions is weird. Oh, uh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, you have to declare what you're going to do and what the trigger will be. I guess I'll stab him. Then. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 it was a stabby hold. Thanks, man. That was helpful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Quentin. Like no, yeah, yeah, Quentin. So easy to stab them when they're laying unconscious. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, look, look double uh, every double. time. It's just can Quentin one half? Can Quentin see these other dwarves out here? If he can, he can. He is going to yeah, try no. something. Uh, he's going to do uh, prestidigitation. Wait, can you? Can you actually see? I him? can see him. He's a half elf. He's got dark vision. I'm going to do a prestidigitation and do uh, a voice. Is it just a sound or a voice? Let's see. It could be a voice, I think. Uh, basically, uh, do a voice... Um, of like the uh, knights calling a charge from the opposite direction they're running. Make them run in the direction that they already are going. Basically, in like the direction. knights are coming from the direction they're running toward. So I like, try to scare them back towards us. Yeah. Do you want to do that? I mean, to get our stuff back. I mean, they took my books. No, they no. took your jerky. They took a pack of beef jerky. Oh, yeah. I thought you said he took the books. Okay, never mind. I don't no, give a shit. No, he said he left the books. Quinn doesn't give a mm-hmm. shit about the jerky. I thought you took his books. <laughs> no. no. This guy, just... guy really doesn't pay attention, does he? <laughs> you said you've seen <laughs> Demolition Man. I basically gave you the analogy of what was happening. <laughs> They're just taking... Quinn heard what he heard, and he was worried about what he was worried about. Oh my gosh! You're worse than Wesley Snipes. Yep. You get to the other other side over there, and you can see all your books are still in place, but an old bag of beef jerky you'd forgotten about is gone. Shit! This is my favorite beef jerky. No, he's mad about it. All right, are you going to do anything else? No. All right. So you're not prestidigitating the horses charging? Uh, no, he doesn't want to cause any more fighting because he doesn't know what to do with it. Okay, that's fair. 
All right. Um, let's see. At this point, uh, another guy comes up. I don't know if any of you can see him besides Quentin, but you can hear that he sounds pretty close, even if you can't see him. Uh, looks like Jesse can barely see him right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in rough comedy, yells out, "Let our brother go. There'll be no more fighting." Give me back my jerky. <laughs> I'm eating your jerky. Why are you, here, why are you here stealing supplies? All right, it's not your turn. Lando, new round. We'll, we'll at least get to the round in, in order and see what, what you all decide to do. What do you say? Let him go? Yeah, yeah let him go and there'll be no more fighting. Yeah, give us back our brother, he said, and there'll be no more fighting. Mm. I'll just hold mine. I don't have anything to say to this guy. <laughs> Not my place. Let the tall people talk. We need to delegate here. Morty Mortimer. Hair-footed rabbit. Um, he is going to make his way back to the campfire and lay down... <laughs> Wow, because he's, he's basically dead. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You may know that James has that holly wand. If you need it. Well, he's just like barely holding on. That's true. You know? he's, yeah. He's, he's just he's just gonna take a nap. <laughs> uh, Never mind uh, the eating. I'll sleep here by the fire. All right, uh, another dwarf. The dwarf that fired at Mortimer comes back. He's still holding that crossbow. And he gets closer, closer, and like, uh, just kind of makes angry, angry dwarf faces <laughs> at you guys standing over him. I mean, that's a serious threat. Angry dwarf faces. I'm just looking around. I, I can't hardly see anybody. So I'm just. Oh no! Now I see him. Let's see. Yeah, you can see. You can see there are a couple of them. A couple of them like uh, gather close to you. Um, let's see. Yeah, so what you gonna do? Core, it's your turn. Uh, I stand over top of their friend. I'm holding my uh, my hammer with the spike side down towards the friend, and I say, "Lay down your arms. We don't want to harm you, but we will if we must." Ooh, that's intimidating. All right, I'm not sure that's where Danny wanted this to go, but okay. All right, James. <laughs> Hey, don't empathize with a DM. It always ends wrong. <laughs> yeah, does it? I, mean, it does. I, I guess I'll just stand stand here beside Corso and keep my rapier at the ready and just say, you know, I don't speak dwarven, so I just say in common, you know, throw down what you've stolen. Turn yourselves in for justice. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> All right. The uh, and are we at, only able down. to act in turn order or say things? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. The bandit bandit kind of groans. It's laying there. Quentin. Quentin is uh, like, hey. I mean, I mean, it sounds like, or it looks like, y'all are just wanting something to eat, and maybe we're not actually really at odds here. What's going on for you? Or can we talk? 
Uh, he's pretty charismatic. The, the term we use the term we use on boats is parlay. All right, give me a. But they may not want to acquiesce. So. <laughs> give me a persuade check, there, Quentin. Yeah. All right. I got an advantage, right? Yes. No, unfortunately Damn it. not. That's a that's a six. All right, the. Uh, oh, never mind. I tried. Spoke, spoke last time. Comes. comes I didn't get closer. a persuade or intimidate. <clears throat> I should have tried to intimidate. Comes even closer. Excuse me. It says, uh, uh, we're not going to talk to you, Lightbringer scum. Uh, not Lightbringer. Kick us out of our homes. What? Well, you, you travel with the Lightbringers. We're traveling with protection. Yeah. We just got removed from what? our hometown. Why wouldn't we want he's, protection? He's, he's spit, uh, spits at the ground and says, Lightbringers only protect their own and those who do what they say. Hey, um... Uh, we're at a complete uh, misunderstanding here. <laughs> all right. Uh, so they've all, all those three that are close by all have uh, their crossbows trained on core now. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, I Lando. Think we let this guy go. Lando, it's your turn if you want to do anything. It's funny that you. I get, mean, I'll oh, kind of come out of the shadows so they can see me. I don't know if they can. Notice the uh, patchwork on my on my coat that <laughs> notes the the pirates that I travel with. They they did uh, notice you over there, yeah, yeah. So, unbeknownst to me, we we have a bad reputation, but I think we're good uh, seafaring folk. <laughs> and so right. I say, hey, you know, I I'll sheathe my rapier and say, parlay. Part, part, arg. <laughs> All right, uh, you can give me a persuade check. Do I get advantage because I said arg? I think you should, especially <laughs> if it were an eye no. patch. 16. Okay, 16. All right. I mean, this uh, is zero level, Danny. What do you expect? The posture changes. <laughs> the posture changes a little bit. Uh, Mortimer, are you still sitting by the fire, slowly pulling that crossbow bolt out of your chest? Oh, yeah. And he does not care about any of that anymore. He's <laughs> about to die. Now, he's having what is similar to a midlife crisis right here. Quarter-life crisis. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he's thinking about the 300 babies he hasn't made. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. The bandit, bandit over here closest to, to core says... Uh, uh, what is it to parlay about? You and your lightbringer friends take our homes and uh, and attack us if we try to uh, set up anything else to live in. What are they talking about? Core. Right. Uh, this guy, and then this guy says, "Last chance. Back away from our friend, or we fire." Mm. And then you hear you hear someone further in the darkness say, "Yeah." Which you think is the guy that Lando stabbed right through the chest earlier? <laughs> I point over that direction. Core, all right, Core, it's your turn. Uh, Core says, "There's been a misunderstanding. The Lightbringers have only fought to uh, drive back the shadows. We would have welcomed you to our fire had you approached with good faith. 
All right. Are you putting your weapon away? Uh, no, not if they're still pointing crossbows at me. All right. Anything else from core or for core there? Uh, I tell them to uh, put their weapons down and we can talk like civilized folk. All right. All right, James. Yeah, I agree. I just, I put my rapier away, just put my hands up to and say, hey, look, we're not looking for trouble. Right. Can I give like uh, a persuade check or anything on that? Um, yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, this guy just kind of groans, uh, groans loud enough that this guy over here can tell that he's not dead yet. Yeah. Uh, Quentin. Um, Quentin's going to go check on Mortimer since he sounds like he's dying. All right. And, uh, he's being very dramatic about it. I mean, is he really dying oh. or is he just being dramatic? He's being dramatic. Oh. Okay, never mind. My neck and my back. My neck and my back. Uh, <laughs> he's hurt. I deserve if you, do, if you do go over there, if you go over there, he is hurt. He's just not, uh, not dying. Okay. Uh, Quentin's gonna be like, "Hey, you know, it sounds like there's a lot of stuff going on here that not everyone knows about, and maybe we're not all against each other, like it sounds like. Can we just sit down and talk for a minute and not shoot at each other for just a moment?" All right. Uh, so this guy over here <coughs> appears to be persuaded. Excuse me. And he he uh, doesn't look happy, but he says, uh, "Brothers, put your put your weapons away. Let's see if we can get out of this without any more bloodshed." Wooden's looking over at his buddy, being like, "Hey, uh, put the hammer down, dude. Let's just try this. Put the hammer away. Don't put the like, hammer. Put the down. hammer down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for once, this is not hammer time. <clears throat> Parlay is the best thing ever." All right. Uh, assuming no one else is going to make Arg. any attacking motions. Um, yeah. Once I see them like shift their posture, like they're not ready to attack, then I do the same. All right. This guy here says, "Fillet." Uh, uh, let me see here. If you let us uh, uh, check on our our brother, will. Uh, We'll talk to you for a few minutes before we leave. Hey, you know, go ahead and do that. How about we just talk in the meantime? If you're hungry, let's try to, like, share some stuff and help each other out. But maybe we can understand things better by talking to each other. Yeah, Core steps back out of the way and lets them check on their friend. All right, uh... They patch him up with something that gets him back up on his feet after a couple of minutes. Uh, What's this whole thing about, like, what you're saying? The light Maybe we should have done move to into you. the fire. Maybe we should move inside the wagon so that we don't get spotted by any light bringers. Yeah. Good idea. All right. All right. They'll all stand fairly together, I guess. Uh, mostly. Mostly behind their leader over here. And Quentin's only hanging over here then. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to get dwarfed to death. Um, hmm. well, I'll, 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 well, I'll defer to Corsa. 
Um, so uh, I walk over and I sit down, check on Mortimer. Once I see that he's not dying, he's just being dramatic. I look over at them and I say, "It's fortunate that uh, that no one was hurt more badly tonight." Yeah, he had a rabbit's foot. He's lucky. To, Again, um, you would have been welcome at our fire had you approached his friends. I'll sit uh, next to Core and help translate. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, the guy in front there just kind of laughs when you say that and says, uh, <clears throat> "My name, uh, my name is Gramrar Strongshield." He said uh, his name is Gramrar Strongshield. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yes, I, I also speak Dwarvish, but but that's very helpful. Thank you. Well, oh, I don't speak Dwarvish. He's speaking yeah. in common. <laughs> but you guys don't speak small people, so I'm here to help. <laughs> uh, my brother, and I, uh, I I appreciate that you may you may think that seems a way to go, but we uh, have tried to do the same with. With the Lightbringers in the past, before they ran us out of our homes, uh, the few of us and, and a few others are all that are left of the over a hundred of our clan that were destroyed. The the Lightbringers said claimed that we were helping helping spread the shadow and and keeping the cure from the humans, and uh, destroyed our our village because we would not give up the secret. The secret. Yes, they claim we or the Fae or both have some secret that has helped us survive the Shadow Pox better than humans. Well, it is true that your people have not been as f- affected as severely as ours. My own father died. But as you can see here, we're not just uh, humans in this camp. Uh, yes. I'm sure it was all a misunderstanding. Uh, perhaps, perhaps it is, but the, uh, as we, as I said, the Lightbringers have not allowed us uh, a moment's peace since then. They hunt us like animals. We have to forage and, and stay on the move as best we can. Of course, so I would point out that even those with the best of intentions can sometimes, by mistaken information or beliefs, commit what amount to misdeeds. Fear does terrible things to a man. Genocide. Oh, dang. Ben's dropping some knowledge. Fearful. <laughs> yes, One word at a man, time. Fearful men have done terrible things to us. They didn't try to kill you because you're a rabbit kangaroo creature. You just happened to be there. <laughs> rabbit kangaroo uh, or rabbit? That's what I'm curious about. Let's give them all, we'll give you all a week's rations each and let you be on your way. Um, and we will not not inform anyone else that we saw you this night. Just know that all of us here, we were driven from our homes too. And we're just trying to find our way back there. And I, we were all driven from our homes originally. Of course, the strong shields, we were driven from our homes by the stupid shadow plague and now by these light bringers. Uh... And we've had no part in that. We just, we want to find our home too. And they just happen to be protecting us as misguided as they are. 
Maybe somehow we can find a common cause in this. Yeah, uh, perhaps, but I, I'll warn all of you who are not humans. He looks, he kind of looks around to be wary of those light bringers. Light they bring may be fire for you. Maybe. But sometimes even the slightest light is a hope. And some of us are running toward it. And we can understand why you're running from it. But maybe at least tonight we can be at peace with one another and have full bellies. And maybe on another day, work together towards something better. You sound too smart to be hanging out with these light bringers, half elf. What? What's your name? Wait, what? What did I say? <laughs> oh, I'm Quentin. <laughs> My name's Quentin. What did I say? What? <laughs> he reads a lot. As you can tell by rifling through his uh, wagon that was mostly full of books and only containing one pack of old jerky. Wait, wait, no, no one took any books, right? Nobody took your books. They can't eat books. <sighs> okay. So you guys give them give them the rations you yeah. said. Yeah, give them each a week's worth of rations. All right. Then. Where was your ancestral home? Uh, our ancestral home is in the Midlands, uh, far to the west of here. Where and were you driven from? What home did you get driven from? Oh, we we had a small uh, mining village, uh, mostly copper ore that uh, next near the river. Uh, the uh, strong shield, strong shield mines. Uh, I don't know if you're from the area. You've heard of it, actually. All of you guys have heard of the strong shield dwarves core. Mm -hmm. Most of your family actually got uh, a lot of the metal for their barrels and stuff from there. This guy's a spider guy. Well, then I I let them know uh, that the strong shield name is is a uh, is one that we respect. And uh, when we get Holbeck Hill back on its feet, we hope to uh, reestablish uh, uh, profitable trade for both of our peoples. He uh, he just kind of gives a bitter laugh. <laughs> well, we'll not be returning there. The uh, the Lightbringers run the mines now, or their their people do anyway. We'll have to. What sell, do you mean we'll by their to... people? Uh, wh whomever they've settled there, they they're resettling most of the. Towns and villages with their own folk. Wait, people just their, humans? People, people more to their liking, shall we say. Humans? Yes. Mostly humans, yes. Um, and, and we'll, uh, we're going to take I, our, our wives so, and two children. Of course, was not just believing them or taking them at their word uh, because they're talking bad about the light bringers. Um, mm -hmm. Do I get any kind of indication that he's being deceitful or not telling the, the full story? Yeah, make an insight check. A three. Yeah, you're not. You're just not sure with a three. Okay. You don't know what to think, which is probably accurate. Blinded by the light. Uh, he says, uh, and he continues. We're, we'll take these. We'll take these food rations that you gave us back to our kinfolk in the hills, and either try to head west or, or south. Uh, the Fae folk may not like us much, but they'll at least allow us to survive there. Well, safe travels to you. All right, they uh, they nod and say, "Well, if 
if ever you uh, uh, come across the strong shields again, I hope it's in better circumstances. Thanks. All right, we look forward so to your I company. Go, I go over to the, to my wagon and get my rations out of that, and I take it to the guy that I knocked unconscious. All right, and uh, and as as I hand it to him, I said. Next time uh, you feel the need to take something from the Voss family, just ask. Uh, he he nods, and uh, uh, the leader there, um, uh, Gramrar says uh, he he speaks no common, uh, and he he uh, then he he translates into dwarven, and the guy says on the back, and uh, Gramrar looks at you and says. He says he says to thank you, and he's sorry he dishonored himself. But his wife and child are hungry. Well, then, then go with my blessing, and I say that in dwarvish so that he understands. Oh, uh, well, then yeah, you understood everything they said. I forgot about that. Yeah, you, you understood their whole thing, and then he tells it back to you in common. But uh, then the the dwarf uh, raises his eyebrows and says, "Thank you," in dwarven. All right. Anybody else? Anything? No. Nope. All right. They wander. They wander back into the darkness. Does anyone All have right. any other- uh, good, super good parlay, guys? <laughs> super good. Is that how the pirates do it? Arg. Uh, I. <laughs> what a response. He's a little more cursing. Um, a lot more parrot poop, mm-hmm. uh, but, but generally, generally this is how it goes. Yeah, I, I lost my parrot. It's very sad. I'm getting another one though. Well, maybe you can upgrade to a powder monkey. No, I prefer parrot. Mm-hmm. Lost your parrot. Had to eat him because of a bet. Who's to say? Eh. Used to Tastes have a like peg chicken. leg. Now he has a regular leg. Not sure yeah. how that happened. Mm-hmm. Had a hook for a hand for a year. <laughs> for, for a year. <laughs> because he lost a bet. Got, got, got so tired of holding the hook, had to just get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers went numb. I got it's a bet. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, the group of y'all are kind of sitting around the fire after that. That was kind of, probably kind of a weird interaction for everyone involved. Yeah. Mm. Old Morty's still just, you know, laying on the ground. <laughs> I will yeah. say that I, I've noticed that there's not very many dwarves as our group. Only the only the one family. Of course they are. We're bringing the ash grips back. They're uh, important to our town. Cora is like completely in denial. Right. No, I'm just saying that the, yeah, the ash grips are the only dwarves with us. I mean, <clears throat> maybe they were just the only ones around. Think of anybody. Even. Um, and I gesture towards Mortimer. <laughs> <laughs> He's still just wallowing on the ground. Very, very animated. He'll be okay. Let him sleep it off. Sleep it off. Right. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll probably stop there for tonight. It's it's 10-ish. Uh, mm. Any other... Uh, Thoughts or concerns or ideas about what's going on? You want to share with each other before before we stop? <clears throat> no, I've sounds got like um, compiling my report. 
to, they need a a DLM movement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna I'm compiling my report for my next meeting with Ciofra. Okay, oh, that's right. Yeah. This information about the dwarves. Right. Yeah, and my plan, although I'm in complete denial, uh, I do kind of want to keep an eye on the light bringers. Okay. All right, you can have your uh, your retinue help you with that too, I guess. Have them take notes and just happen to linger around a little bit and stuff like that. Ooh, you have a retinue. Although you do have a a spy by trade hanging out with you. I don't know if you guys know about James. I guess you just think he's a regular halfling, not a super spy. Spy by trade or spy at training? James. I think they trace. He's a spy. Doesn't that mean he's just like a really, really bad spy? Yeah, I guess they don't know he's a spy. Or maybe he's he's such a good spy, you know he's a spy, but he doesn't act like a spy. He can't do anything about it. So then he. But you don't know who I'm spying for or why. True. James is my cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, they are cousins. All right. Jim and Jim to my friends. We will leave it there. And uh, we thank Craig for hanging out. I think you hung out the whole time. Yeah, appreciate you, Craig. There you go, Craig. Deuces, Craig. Didn't lead to.